Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that was quite the start to roll. Also, hello, my friends. My name is Simon Miller from What Culture. <laughs> That's right. It's another Simon is on some kind of special magic secret adventure. But because wrestling doesn't stop and the finger of power doesn't stop, I don't stop. Another deal. One day this will kill me. We just had a funeral for Barry Barricade, so we could do a funeral for me too. Hope my parents aren't watching this. Not that they care. Let's up those down. So yeah, we started Raw this week, and all of a sudden, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler were just having a massive fight. Now, apparently this was because they were meant to have a match, but they must have looked at each other and said, I don't want to wait until I can legally beat you up. I want to kill you right now. It's also hilarious because Raquel Rodriguez's music then started playing. And she decided, well, I'll join in too. When Rhea Ripley's music also hit, she returned to Monday Night Raw. Let's not even pretend she's a heel anymore. Everybody went crazy. So there was a point out that Raquel's plan was absolutely terrible because she went to hit Nia, missed, twonked Shayna instead. That's when Jack was able to flatten everyone. This got so out of control too, all of a sudden Rhea just grabbed a security guard and gave him a riptide. I tell you, that was so damn badass. And as I will continue to inform you every single day of 2023, if by the end of this year, Rhea Ripley isn't a massive star, we've done something wrong. She was also so pissed off after this, she went, man, judgment day, you better get out here right now. This really made me laugh. Because like she went, oh yeah, it is the opening Raw promo which means the Day of Judgment have to talk for a bit. Dominic Mysterio and Damon Priest did arrive, but Finn Balor was nowhere to be seen. Ripley, she was so damn mad. She's like, look, I was only gone for a fortnight. Damien Priest, you were meant to watch the gang, and you totally failed, because look, look at the Dom-Dom. Look at the Condom. He doesn't even have a championship anymore. What happened? It also means that Finn Balor is now injured. Can't remember if I said that or not, because I'm going crazy. And that now, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso are coming after the tag team titles. I was like, are they? I must have missed it. Priest then totally shut her up because he was like, listen, I know all this information. You don't have to tell me. But when all is said and done, I mostly care about this. My money in the bank briefcase. Now, that is a little bit kinky and it is a little bit weird. But once again, we are just teasing that eventually, boop, Damien's going to be kicked out of the group. Rhea then continued to absolutely lose it because she turned to Dom Dom and she was like, listen, I'm your mummy and you're my pappy. And therefore, I did get you a North American title rematch on NXT later against Trick Williams. But if you fail, don't even bother to come home. It's all in the crowd, Chad, because she's going to spank you. I think that's a punishment. The whole thing went raw, mostly because it was raw. 
because all of a sudden, here came Jay Uso. Instantly, we then start to do the whole wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff between Jay Uso and Rhea Ripley. So I suppose we should ship that one. When he went, listen, man, you've got even bigger balls than Roman Reigns. I was like, Jay, he's going to kill you. Priest was totally done by this point, so he went to twonk Jay. But this is when the condom calmed him down. And I'd love to tell you what he said, but I don't know. All I heard was boo. Jay thought this was funny, though, so he hit Mysterio with a kick that was super. But all of a sudden, JD McDonough was here, and he helped the Judgment Day beat up Jay Uso. Thankfully, Uso does have a friend in Cody Rhodes, so he came out to make the save, and everybody went, yeah. Once again, we are getting this tag team title match at Fastlane. Because Adam Pearce confirmed it afterwards. I mean, I don't know what Jay Uso's and Cody Reigns' tag team win-loss record is, but I do not think it deserves a championship match. Here is the thing, though. I do believe it's going to rule, and I think it's going to tie into a big heel turn that may be about to go down. So that gets me excited. And this did go a little bit long. It's about 30 minutes. But look, I enjoyed it. But it was time for the Alpha Academy versus Imperium, which does make sense. Chad Gable really, really hates Gunter. We also, of course, had to tie into last week because the Ring General had told Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, you suck, you suck more, so now you're responsible for each other. Especially you, Giovanni. I'm keeping my eye on you. So poor Vinci, he must have been terrified. And as much as he tried and tried and tried, he kept failing. I mean, Otis just ran over him. At one point, Ludwig wanted the tag, but he was nowhere to be seen. He burnt the dinner. Having a terrible night. I think he realized this though, because after Otis had hit the caterpillar and he's going for the Vader bomb, he basically grabbed his leg. That meant Chad had to go after Giovanni Vinci when Ludwig Kaiser was like, I'm free, I'm free. And he booted Otis right in the face and he got the one, two, three. I was like, wait a minute, Otis lost and Chad Gable didn't take the pin? We are not in Kansas anymore, Toto. It also means that Imperium can live for another week because Gunther will absolutely rip their heads off. You can just see we're putting the pieces in place here so that Chad Gable does eventually win the Intercontinental title. When that happens, I will feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. It was good. WWE then decided to show the horrendous injury that Becky Lynch had suffered at NXT No Mercy. All I'm going to say is this. You're about to eat... Do not look at it, it's disgusting. Also want to shout out her and Tiffany Stratton though, because my word, they had a phenomenal matchup. But surprise, surprise, since she had goo coming out of her arm, so she hasn't been cleared for her match with Tegan Knox. Well, no. Kind of does mean that Tegan's run on the main roster is just a little bit cursed. This is when we cut to Adam Pearce, and he was telling her, I was like, Adam, you didn't inform her before the show. You waited for Raw to begin. Then you were like, ha ha, no title match for you. This is when Chelsea Green walked in. She didn't even notice that Tegan Knox was there. So Tegan was like, I would like a match with Chelsea Green. It's going to happen later. So this was the most out of nowhere thing ever, as was Bronson Reed versus Cedric Alexander. What? It went exactly like you'd expect to. It went two minutes. Cedric got hit with the tsunami and Bronson got the one, two, three. Now, here's the deal. I really like Reed. I think he's an excellent big man. But because WWE doesn't let Cedric do what Cedric could do, he may as well have pinned, I don't know, a book. <laughs> he may as well just a book in the ring, Tsunami 1, 2, 3. Because again, we don't let Alexander do anything. What I don't understand, and again, I don't want anyone to lose their job ever, because any psychopaths say that, but if Cedric Alexander did want to leave WWE, and that's a big if, I don't know, we probably should just let him if you give that guy a frying pan, he will cook. So I'm going to give this a down because, yeah, Bronson Reed beats someone that WWE doesn't care about. And rather than try and make us care about Cedric Alexander, we went in the opposite direction. Down. Drew McIntyre then made me laugh because he went to Adam Pearce and said, nope, 
I ain't going on with TV. Now, he didn't do this last week because he felt like the fans deserved an explanation, but that was last week. Who the flub wants to go on Miz TV twice? Fair. Adam was then all like, but Miz really wants this. And McIntyre was like, why would I care about that? But I shall go out later because, yes, there are have some things I do want to say to the audience. But if I see the Miz, I'm going to rip his arms off his body. You won't kidding either. You will see. The best part of this segment, though, is that afterwards, Pierce was like, Drew, are you okay? And McIntyre was like, oh, now you're concerned about me. Well, nobody was concerned about me when the bloodline was pissing me off. Honestly, one, that is totally true. Two, we should have done this with Drew ages ago. It is flubbing brilliant. It was sports entertainment time next. We had a contract signing. I don't know what this is. It was your usual Tommaso Ciampa telling Gunther, oh, I don't know how the opportunities that you had. It's like, wait a minute. Weren't you NXT champion? Kind of irked me. It was a demand that Gunther looked at him because Gunther was a bit like, I don't care about you when he said, I'm going to beat you for that title, especially because I've been dreaming about winning it since I was five years old. He also said that he's going to fight for that kid and his family who will be at ringside. You can't say that to Gunther. He was like, do you not remember the last time there was some stupid child at ringside? I made them cry and I make all your stupid family cry too. Once again, the Intercontinental Champion was like fine speech if he was John Cena. He's like, yeah, there's other things that I care about too, but I care about this thing the most. And he was holding the belt and that's why he's never going to lose because Champa is more concerned about his nearest and dearest, whereas Gunther, that's it, just this. Champa then kept interrupting Gunther and he said, if you interrupt me again, bad things will happen. So guess what Tommaso did? He interrupted him. I think he was listening. This led to Gunther basically saying, well, Champa, you better go hug your family one last time because when I am done with you, you are done. Yep, that's a death threat. <laughs> Bring down the crime counter, goes up by one. This is what we did get to the signatures, although beforehand, Tommaso was like, well, actually, you haven't put your name on that piece of paper, so why wait to the pay-per-view premium live event? Let's just do it tonight. And Adam Pierce was like, yeah, let's do it tonight. Like, what is happening? This, of course, finished with a big old brawl with Tommaso Ciampa getting the better of it because he was going to lose later. But it does become our main event. It was flipping good. So was this. Giving it up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
Kofi Kingston was then wiggling his hips in the direction of Wade Barrett, which made me laugh, because it was time for Xavier Woods versus Ivar. Now, during this, we were also told that Eric has been super duper injured and may be out for a while, so all the best to him. But seriously, Ivar has got to be one hell of an underrated talent. And here, Xavier was kind of throwing him around like he was a child. Kofi was losing it on commentary. I absolutely loved it. When he went a little bit too far because he tried to hit the bomb of power onto the big man, he was like, no, this is why Xavier Woods is my favorite wrestler. He was like, all right, well, if strength ain't going to work, I'm going to hit the most devastating move in all of sports in an attempt to surprise roll up or the backwards, and he got the three. And I honestly went, like when you have a nice cup of coffee, it was so damn satisfied. Kingston also totally lost his mind, although it went very bad for these guys, because the Viking radar then power bombed them into each other, which looked horrible, as did the moonsault. That's right, he climbed to the top rope and he squashed them both. He really is very, very good. With his brother in arms, I don't know what direction this is going in, but I am intrigued, and they're all just such good professional wrestlers. They had a video package for Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins, which was very well timed. Out came Seth Rollins. Now, Michael Cole was doing the interviewing here, and bless Seth, because during this, he made sure to remind us that Michael Cole has missed like two shows in 30 years. And that's true. We do not give this man his props. The reason he was able to tie this in too is because Michael was all like, Seth, you're back, you're back, you need to watch your back. So he was like, nah, listen, man, you don't miss shows and I don't miss shows because I'm Seth Rollins. I'm the world champion. We have to make sure we're always here. So even if I die trying, well, I'll be dead. Rollins also mentioned the fact that over the years, Michael Cole has called him stuff like the puppeteer when Mike was all like, oh, maybe Nakamura has made a puppet out of you. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. I just left. Seth then totally lost his mind because he was like, I do this for my family. And now I'm doing it because I am the world champion. Once again, you know what's important here. I have to do a good impression for my little girl. They didn't say good impression. He wasn't like, oh, here's Brad Pitt. Meant he wants to, you know, influence her. Let's just move on. I do want to point out we have to start doing more serious Seth promos because he is so good. When all of a sudden Shinsuke Nakamura is on the big screen doing one of his Japanese promos. But this was a massive ruse because he then popped up behind Seth and he killed him. It also meant that Rollins had totally ignored his advice because he wasn't watching his back. But this was so damn good because essentially Shinsuke took him down when the Nakamura on the screen started counting to 10 because of course at Fastlane they're going to have a last man standing match. Also, how did Nakamura put this together? He would have had to make the video and then gone and in real time. I need to make sure I've done this before that version starts counting. And it happened twice. I mean, pfft, he did really good. Of course, Rollins kept getting up, which ties into the whole storyline, which is when Nakamura wrecked him with a chair and hit him with a Kinsasha to the back of the head. Now, he hadn't planned for this, so the edited Nakamura didn't have a count. So instead, Shinsuke got the mic live and he went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I was like, that is really good, Nakamura. But you know, it doesn't count until Saturday. Somebody better tell him. The real shame is that it probably means Shinsuke Nakamura is not going to become the world champion. And I really do think he should. But either way, this was such a good angle. The narrative is so, so cool. And it's turned Shinsuke into the guy we always wanted him to be. Giving it an up. Becky then found Tegan Knox backstage and told her to give Chelsea Green hell. And in walked Natalia. Now, at first, I was like, don't trust this Natty Tegan. She's always trying to pull something. But she was like, man, we got off on the wrong foot. And I love you. And maybe we should be tag team partners. 
I was like, a lot of this roar is really weird. It also meant it was time for Tegan Knox versus Chelsea Green. And look, as ever, only went two minutes, which is ridiculous. But halfway through, Natalia came out to negate the interference by Piper Niven. When Tegan hit the world's shiniest wizard, she won. Huh. So I suppose we're going to start doing Chelsea Green and Piper Niven versus Natalia and Tegan Knox. Which just goes to show that right now, the tag team title scene on both the men's and women's side is flopping ridiculous. Because we're just throwing people together and going, yeah, pff, you could have a title match. Still, though, I think the more important thing here is that Tegan Knox got a win. That was the last time that happened. Probably recently, if I've forgotten. But the whole point is, she needed one. Giving it up. Jey Uso then told us that he was more than happy to team up with Cody Rhodes because it meant they could whip the Judgment Day's ass. And out came the best flipping version of Drew McIntyre in years. So instantly he was like, screw the locker room, only you guys deserve an explanation. But really, when you look at all the cards on the table, why is everybody mad at me? He also said that together we've been through all the ups and downs. I was like, ah, Drew, I kind of feel like I have a specially. The truth is, though, he's totally bored of being the savior, especially because he keeps breaking up fights that he didn't even start. And there has to be an end to it somewhere, which is today, the 2nd of October. He also thinks that everybody else is a hypocrite because they keep doing the same things they're saying they're not doing. And the only reason Cody Rhodes has to be a good guy now is because he made this Jey Uso mess. Now he's got to clean it up. This is when The Miz interrupted because of course he did. And he was sad. He was like, Drew, you ruined Miz TV last week. For some reason, that really made me laugh. McIntyre just kept telling him to shut up like he had done seven years ago. And basically, The Miz was desperate to get the dark side out of Drew. I mean, he was like the Emperor and Darth Vader. He is not going to do it, though, because Drew McIntyre earns title shots. He doesn't just take them. And he said, look, if you want to fight, we can have a fight right now. And also, Miz, you have small testicles. Again, don't get mad at me. That's what he said. Miz then used the whole, I'm not dressed to fight, so we can't do it, when he said, ah, I said you were Batman last week, but you're not. You're more like Two-Face. That's a stupid line, but somehow Miz made it work. As he did when he said Drew McIntyre, you make me want to throw up. Now, that's something a four-year-old would say. This is why The Miz is so good. You can give him any material and he will figure it out. Of course, eventually The Miz cheap shotted Drew and McIntyre went flopping crazy here to the point the officials had to drag him away. When we got this match, this ties into what I was telling you earlier. One point, Drew got his sword so he was going to chop The Miz up. Crime counter. This was so damn good though because earlier on in the match, The Miz had loosened Tina the turnbuckle, which sounds terrible. But as soon as the referee was getting rid of the sword, Drew was like, screw it, I'm done. He took Tina, he threw her away, he got the Miz's head, he smashed it into the steel when he hit the future shock DDT of all things, and he got the three. He then went all sarcastic Sally, because he was like, oh, I'm so sorry for my actions five seconds ago, so maybe you should forgive me, which was firing shots at everybody else. And look, he is going to turn heel soon, even though everything he's saying is totally justified, but that's why it's damn brilliant. So I'm so impressed with this, and eventually, he should be the guy to beat Seth Rollins. I mean it. If we don't do that, we have totally lost our minds. So it's a massive round of applause. Flub me, it is getting it up. But they had Trick Williams on Raw, which was really cool, especially because he had just won the North American title. But he should have known this was going to happen in Walk the Judgment Day. Williams thought it was funny that Dom Dom was being a tough guy because Rhea Ripley was here. When Rhea was like, listen, you do have your rematch later, and I'm not going to be at ringside. I was like, man, Condom, you got your back against the wall. But seriously, does anybody else think that Carmelo Hayes should accidentally on purpose cost his friend his title so Dom can win it back and we can start that feud? Yeah, me too. Now it's time for some warm and fuzziness in your tum-tum. 
Here came Cody Rhodes. Now there's not really much to say. He was like, he's happy to team with Jey Uso. He wants to stop the Judgment Day. He wants to be a tag team champion because he knows the Day of Judgment is going to SmackDown. They're going to go to SmackDown too. All right. I mean, this kind of felt like he was there just to put him on the show, but you should do that. Not really much else I can say about it though. Let's move on. Especially because we were then in the back with Alpha Academy and Otis was like, Chad Gable, I'm so sorry I let you down. Chad was like, you didn't let me down, Otis. You could never let me down. The only people that could let me down are kids that do drugs. Didn't say that. So it was Imperium because they keep cheating. He also said that he would get his revenge by winning the IC title. I mean, basically, he didn't say that directly. And he should do. It's going to be flooding great. And speaking of which, we then got to our main event. It was the Intercontinental title on the line. It was Gunther versus Tommaso Ciampa. It was excellent. It also went a good 20 minutes, which is actually why I'm glad it wasn't on the pay-per-view premium live event, because I don't think it would have got as much time. And the only real issue with it is that nobody in their right mind thought Tommaso Ciampa was going to win. Fair play to both guys, because my word did they try and change that opinion. And the only problem I had is that early on, Ciampa was going for the Sicilian stretch. Gunther got to the ropes. When we cut to commercial, when we came back, Gunther was just in control. So we're going to have to make it up ourselves. And I'm going to say that Gunther went, Tommaso, you're bald. Ciampa was like, you shouldn't say that, Mr. Ring General. Like, it hurts. Do you think I wanted to be bald? Do you think when I was a kid, I dreamt about being bald? No. So maybe you should reconsider your thoughts and your words. Huh? I'm saying that too. Then he forgot where he was. Gunther punched him. That'll do. They then exchange chops, which always seems like a really bad idea, because I'm Champa, you're going to lose that one. But I actually had a plan, because they went to the outside, and Gunther went to chop him. He moved, and he hit Alan the announced table instead. I was like, what did Alan do? Tommaso didn't think twice about this either, and he went right after the arm like it was the cure for hair loss, when he just stomped on his face. I mean, that's what he was doing. He was really bad. It was so damn good, though, because then Gunther tried to go for the bomb of power, but he couldn't because he had a dodgy limb. When Tommaso went for the fairy tale ending, when that didn't work, he hit this big old knee for a one-two ooh. I didn't massively buy it, but at the same time, I kind of did. Gunther then got dropped right on his head. I was like, my word, they're crazy. When they went back to their chops, I was like, Tommaso, would you stop doing it? When once again, he tried to tap Gunther out. I was like, dude, if you pull this off, it's going to be mega. Certainly, though, it didn't work. And instead, they got back up to their feet. Gunther hit him with two power bombs and just to make sure he could never breathe again. He locked in the sleeper. Champa did pass out or he went to sleep. Match over. Steal your IC champ. What an absolute war this was, though. And of course, Imperium were here right after putting the boots in when Gunther just walked off. When we were going to end with a nice big surprise because Johnny Gargano returned to Raw. He reunited with Tommaso Ciampa. They whipped ass. DIY are back. That was quite funny because the TV production cut off before you saw their finishing move. I was like, man, that's going to piss off everybody. And this is just the right thing to do. Like, I love Tommaso Ciampa and I love Johnny Gargano, but they're never going to be portrayed on the main roster as they were down in NXT. So just let them be the best tag team ever. And we can all have a good time. Up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Monday Night Raw, and I actually think it got me pretty hyped for Fastlane. I cannot believe there is another pay-per-view premium live event in a few days, because wrestling never stops. But hey-ho, am I looking forward to it? Yes. Yes, I am. Now, please do like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's Raw. Click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Wrestle Dream. We could talk about that edge comeback or return, whatever the hell you want to call it. Head over to whatculture.com, follow us on social media, and again, I shall see you throughout the week. Goodbye. 
Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com